This week's episode of the award-winning, multiple award-winning Here For It podcast is brought to you by Cheese Sandwiches. Uh, cheddar cheese. Is it feta cheese? No. Or, um, this was giving me craft singles. Oh. If you um, watched the most recent Fire Festival um, debacle on Netflix and or Hulu, um, you would have seen the cheese sandwich debacle that <laughs> unfolded. On these oh, rich the cheese sandwich unfolded. <laughs> you see, you, you see how I wrote that? Look at that. It, it, that also jumped out. Um, and I had no other course of action but to cackle, holler, and fall to the floor watching those white kids okay, be so you. disappointed in um, a piece of tomato, uh, a leaf of lettuce, and a piece of cheese upon bread. They had do, never seen that before. Do you know, Diane? Do you? They did not know, apparently, <laughs> the struggle of a cheese sandwich. I have known a, a wish sandwich or two in my lifetime. You better eat that sandwich and go to the beach and take your pictures for your Insta. They took a picture of the sandwich instead. <laughs> um, so your God orders in the wrong place. God bless the Fire Festival for bringing some light and some humor to my life. <laughs> if you have not seen the shit by now, please go over and see it. Either the Netflix or the Hulu version. Just... It's Get some great password code. It's great entertainment. I am the Superman. T H E E S U P A M A N, aka the Khaleesi of podcasting. B K A Stormborn, Tar uh, not Targaryens. Ooh, ooh, Sagittarius. <laughs> I almost said the real name. Who are you? Uh, 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 you still have not said who you are. I just said who I was. Oh my gosh, you did? This tequila. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. And of course, before this tequila get too far gone, check out RonaldMatters.com. I spent a lot of money. Jan 1, go there. It's like, girl, you got 30 days. (laughs) It's Jan 1. You got 30 days. Get it together or give us our things. And this is why you have a memory lapse? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. Like, my name is who? Okay. Who am I on the internet? Because the the names don't go together. No shade. Well, um, you can also find us at Allegria in New York City um, when we get invited one of these days. Just one of them days. Um, Our icebreaker this week is in the spirit of men on film. Um, If you don't know what men on film is, it was That's gender bias. Why are women excluded from this? You are the woman. <laughs> you are the woman in this. Hallelujah. Call we cool branches. Um, Men on film was a segment in in Living Color uh, that was probably one of the most hilarious segments of all of in Living Color outside of um, when the gays were announced that they could be in the military. Yes, <laughs> that was another good one. And um, what was Jamie Foxx's drag character's name? I can't remember what. It I was. can't, but yes. I want it's not. I know Shanae is Martin. Yeah. Um. Wanda. Yeah. Wanda. Was, <laughs> and so those, uh, these are those are the top three segments in all of in Living Color. So oh, right. In the tradition of men on film, we're gonna say <sighs> the names of a few drag queens that we hate to love, and if we hate it, we will say hated it in unison. If not, then it'll only be one person saying I hated it. Okay. Is you ready? Willa. Hated it. <laughs> <laughs>
Willem, really, seriously? You was co-starring and guest-starring in a walk-on role and a walk-off role of whatever it was you were doing. RuPaul said, I see what you're doing, sis, and I want to put you on a national, uh, international platform and put you on RuPaul's Drag Race. What do you do? Well, uh, it also might be problematic because, you know, my fave is. That ch- my, fa- my fave RuPaul is very problematic. And when RuPaul said, I just don't see trans women being on my show because I feel like trans women are serving uh, realness at a higher capacity than a man dressing in a titty belt and, you know, tucking their balls behind their asshole could give. And they deserve more respect than that. Y'all dragged through when she said that. Then she put the girls on her show. Deservedly so. Then Ru put the girls on her show and then they showed that. And said that out loud multiple times. But Willem was like, but what about Ginger Minch? Not Ginger Minch. um, Peppermint. The girls. No, not Peppermint. The girls. So, uh, I I get it. I did think that it was problematic when it was said. But in execution, Rue showed you what Rue meant when Rue said it. So, Willem, she's like, oh, I So, Gia Gunn had a... Uh, advantage over anyone else in the competition? Rue did not say that. Rue said that trans women deserve more respect than be to demean to a man dressing in drag for dollar bills. That's what Rue said. Rue said trans women deserve more respect than that. Now, if a trans woman decides to be a uh, a drag performer, cool. But Willem was upset, not only because of that. Ru- Willem was upset because she felt like she didn't get all the attention she deserved. She felt like she was kicked out unjustly because her man was... She- Willem lived in L.A. And she had Dick coming over when she was supposed to be a sequestered fish. You sequestered. You're not going to see nobody, talk to nobody, know nothing about nobody. But because your dick is... Within three miles, you text him, tell him to come bring you a garment or come drop some dick off in between segments when the producers aren't look uh, the production assistants because you know production assistants only get paid what they get paid. So when they slip in, come slip you something else. Oh, well, Willem is also on my list. I hate to love Willem, um, but I do because she's funny. (laughs) <laughs> she's funny. I lo- she's uh, she's booked the most gigs and the most di- she's booked um SVU and she's booked she was just on the Golden Globes carpet with um Shangela and Shangela was like, "Well, Lady Gaga, my friend, so that's why I'm here." Willem was like, "Girl, I was in the scene with like three or four more other drag queens." Well, that's a blessing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> top of my list is. One that I love, 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 but y'all continue to try to make me hate to love Here we her. Go. And I'm not gonna, but I will put her on my list. Is anyway. it all? Carmen, the one and only Carrera. Who hates Carmen Carrera? You. No, I don't. Okay, tell me why I probably do. Tell me why. You sent me this um fucking playlist of her not doing, I guess, the best job interviewing people on the red carpet, but I was watching and I was like. That was not me. That was you. 
Interview? She interviewed people on the where? Where did she interview people? At the Golden Globes, or was it the SAG? That was not me. Yeah, it was. She's currently a Sundance. Sundance. I know Karma. That was not me. I was I was weirded out when I saw it on my Twitter, but I have not watched any of the interviews. No, serious, not me. You got the wrong bottom. So she's interviewed girls as an AT and she's an AT and T partner at Sundance. And I was like, that's different. And I scrolled past it. I didn't look at or view. Well, um. Let me see. Carmen Carrera is in I don't hate it, so I can't give it a hated it. I haven't. I don't hate it either. I haven't seen any of the interviews. Um, another one Carmen on my Sundance. list. Like I said, I had Willem as well, so that would be redundant. But the other one on my list was Bianca Del Rio. Hated it. Oh, wow. Because Bianca is so funny and so talented that I really wish that she would learn to apply her makeup. Look at what Car- Oh my god. I, and I'm definitely the wrong, but I didn't see you this because I ain't seen none of this. She should definitely learn to apply her makeup in a less clownery manner. Trix and Mattel did the same thing, but... Also, I don't hate to love her, though. I, I just hate to hate I her. I love to hate her. So that's why she, she can't be on my list. Uh, so those are my three. Okay, my other ones include Tammy Brown. Hated it. Tammy Brown is very out there. It's a blessing and a curse. But mm, not that I'm saying she should assimilate, but Tammy Tammy is out there rightfully so, and she should continue to do what she does. But Tammy Brown, if you commercialize, you have so much potential. Um, And my last one is Tyra Sanchez from season two. Mm. It's really weird because like she slayed her season. Tyra Sanchez slayed her season. And she turned around and I don't know what she's doing with her platform. I just don't know what's going on. Tyra Sanchez. I just want her to be supporting her son right now. So if she gotta do drag and tour across the country, maybe even internationally, just support her son. Stay out of the other drag queen beef. Mm-hmm. Just cause it's not gonna be helpful. It's not. You still gotta work with these girls. You can't work a lot of well, these bookings. she's not working with these girls, which is why she became Tyra 007 because she felt like nobody had her back. But then she went back to San- the Sanchez family because they was like, we love you, don't do this. And then she, Tyra Sanchez, is she a Gemini? Tyra Sanchez is either a Libra, a Gemini, an Aquarius. Oh, these, these indecisive signs. I can't. Unless you listen to here for a podcast, we love you. Uh, chat, mm, I still can't. I personally can't. Um, my affirmation this week is being verse or versatile. We stay going up for <clears> our, uh, <throat> affirmation. We all affirm them. Come on. Yeah, because it still needs to be said. True. Um, being verse is not a scarlet letter. What does that mean? A scarlet letter was. I know what I read the book. Did you? Wow. Come through. Come on. Um, because <laughs> you asked the question, I was like, "Well, maybe he didn't read the book or see the movie." That uh, was actual. Whole the book. movie was trash, but the book was great. Um, you are still allowed to top who you want to, hey, Amen. Um, and whether they want you to top them is the only you can deciding ask. factor. Consent is yeah. Consent is the only thing. That's the only deciding factor. You're allowed to bottom for whoever you want to, whenever you want to. Oh. There's a limit? Okay. <laughs> yeah. You stopped bottoming for niggas like last year? Oh. Well, yeah. So they in January. So yeah, I have not had sex in January. Yeah. I had sex last year. Okay. For niggas who I wanted to have sex with. Yeah. So consent is See? very... Look at that. 
No. See how I they came back around to you? No. I believe that. Um, do not be confined or defined by heteronormative traits that have been transferred to the gay community. That's the heteronormative. It is your consent to sex. Consent, in, consent in any form is your consent to sex in any form, whether it's head. If I'm just gonna give you a hand job, because the girls think, well, just jack me off. I, I I don't even consent to that, sir. You you really not my type. I'm not consent to that. Well, consent is an afterthought. The oh, original part. The original, the original affirmation was being versus not a scarlet letter. It's not. So, I 100% agree with that. That is the heteronormativity that is transferred to the gay community of, oh, well, you verse. What's that? Uh, nope, you got to pick one or the other. Oh, okay. That's the heteronormative that's, that's transferred to the gay community. What's heteronormative about it? That you have to be one or the other. Okay. So, in a man-woman relationship, you have to be one or the other. You can't These be... These girls a- are pagan now, so, child, is that really... But then they still be I'm amazing. asking questions. I'm not saying I'm not. But you asking questions, you probably should know the answers to. So just oh, because well, they... I probably should no don't don't give me that don't give me don't do, don't do all that to me. The girls so have pegging just because them. they're okay. So just because a woman is pegging a man does uh-huh. not mean he's not putting her in a heteronormative position. I'm asking because I don't outside know outside of that. I don't know. He doesn't make her cook. Wash oh, clothes. She gotta stay know. home with the kids. We're talking about sexual roles. We're talking about it, it, verse is not a heteronormative. Hetero, verse. We're he, talking about versatility and sex. We're not talking about who cooks dinner. You asked why it was a heteronormative trait. Uh-huh. Heteronormative traits are bigger than sex. Okay, but so we're just only like about when, versatility and sex. So just like when somebody asks you to cook because you're okay. a bottom, that's a heteronormative trait. Okay, because they see, well, he's feminine, so he should cook, and you don't cook. Okay. So that's a heteronormative trait that you're saying, okay, well, I don't really accept that one. But you will accept the one of, well, I'm the queen in the relationship. Okay. It can't be two queens in a relationship. Why not this heteronormative to believe that there can't be two queens? How is that heteronormative? Where in heterosexual relationships have you seen two queens? But you're you're saying, like, gay things. Where have you seen two queens in in a heterosexual You're saying gay things in sex, but then you're saying straight things including things beyond sex. I'm saying heteronormativity uh-huh. is not just sexual. Okay. It's not. Just like the example I just Verse gave Lives you. Matter. As well, yeah. The journey. Well, yeah, some <laughs> people just not equipped to take the journey, and that's fine. Thank you guys so much for leaving us your reviews on Apple Podcasts. We have reached 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts. I was scrolling. I scrolled yesterday, and then I scrolled today, and I couldn't find out what the 100th review was. Probably was a hater. Um, but thank you guys so much. We reached 100 reviews on Apple Podcasts. We also are continuing to chart in Zimbabwe. Where else I tell you? The Bahamas. We are charting everywhere on the Apple Podcast charts. So thank you guys so much to all of our international listeners, wherever you are. Follow us. Send us a message. Where are you listening from? What do you like most about our podcast? We are definitely interested in what you are getting so we can make sure we give you more of it. Yeah, there's that. Well, this week's in Hot Topics, um, Ariana Grande's track list for her upcoming album was released. And um, outside of the songs that I've already heard so far, I am most excited to hear Break Up With Your Girlfriend, I'm Bored. 
Like, <laughs> I feel like that's got to be a mood. It's that be is a so heteronormative. Uh, and we, that's the target word. That is so, that is so heteronormative. Break up with your girlfriend because I'm bored. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, explain that then. If, if, I'm just trying to be problematic. I'm just trying to. Be you don't have to try real hard. I'm not, I'm just being my natural self. You don't have to try real hard. <laughs> There's nothing heteronormative about that. Um, but break up with your girlfriend. I'm bored. Uh, is the last song on her album, and it looks like the most fun. It does. No shame. <laughs> it looks like the most fun. I no really shame. can't. I can't. I think if I when I hear the album, that's going to be the first song. That I can't wait to hear who inspired it. We already know who that is. Uh-oh. All her other boyfriends is either dead or single. <laughs> that is so rude. That's the truth? Mm. That's that's the truth. What else is going on? <laughs> um, Apple's glitched yesterday. I'm so intoxicated. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's jumping out. Um, Apple's glitched yesterday is going to get all y'all caught up in these streets. All y'all. He gonna hear the bitches moaning. I like if I call him and I hear a bitch in the background. I'm going over there. Okay, you gonna get caught up. <laughs> run up on the wrong one. I y'all, y'all just need to get an Android if you are gonna be out here backsliding and shit. Cause can't nobody do that, huh? You you can't. You like you have to actually. Be it was in a tall. Can't nobody do that. You would say the real high. You speak in that tone. You don't know now. Okay. Um, so get y'all a burner phone if you're gonna be out here backsliding and fucking around and shit. Because obviously your Apple device is not protecting you from. Uh, Call him on Facetime the while it's ringing. Click to add another person to that. Then text yourself, and then add yourself to the group chat. Then that way you can hear what's going on on his side, whether he answered the phone or don't. Well, I saw it real time. Um, someone, yeah, someone called. Somebody Trey. that I was hanging out with. And um, he was trying to like say no to the call. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't letting him say no to the call. Wow. And then the girl's face popped up. And she was looking at him and was like, are you on date night? No, he was not on date night. But, you know, I know the ambience, the ambience of my place sometimes can feel like date night to other people. But um, I saw it happen real time. He was like, no, I literally was trying to like. Say no, cancel call, end call, don't answer. And it just wasn't going. And she just popped up and was like seeing everything going on in the background. So the shit is real. Um, Apple does not have your best interests at heart. Um, next, probably the one of the most important is um, fuck the Supreme Court for holding up the trans ban that y'all's president. We did not get to report that last week and I just feel so bad. Well, that happened after the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but the trans ban was upheld uh, in a 5-4 decision by the Supreme Court. And it's because of y'all's president. This is why we got to get him the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Because he has put this shit on the table for um, argument. And there is no argument about whether trans people deserve a space in our country. Because if they can't be in the military, where can they be? The military is the biggest employer of trans people in the country. Mm. There is no bigger employer. Mm. There are 15,000 people that we know of that are in trans status, transitioning currently in the military. There is no bigger employer than that. So if we tell all 15,000 of them they got to get the fuck out the military, 
Where are they gonna go? I mean, Where should they, they work? Have to write all day discharge paper. I'm like, oh girl, I want to be with for the next six months. No means I can't do nothing. So as a pro- uh, as a proponent of don't ask, don't tell. Uh, as a proponent against don't ask, don't tell. Excuse me. I firmly believe um, in the don't ask policy for this current situation. I think the don't tell part was the most problematic, where you couldn't say, "I'm gay, I'm bisexual, I'm trans." That was the that was the problematic part. We can keep the don't ask part because it shouldn't be none of y'all motherfucking business. It ain't who I'm fucking, who I'm sleeping with, what I'm changing my genitalia to, what I feel like as a man or as a woman. It's none of y'all motherfucking business. It's not. The only thing that should concern you as a supervisor, as a manager, as someone uh, protecting the readiness of a unit is can that soldier, can that airman, can that marine... uh, can that seaman, can that coast guard execute their role successfully? That's it. Not anything else. Not what their hair looks like as long as it's in regulation. Not whether they are wearing male or female dress attire. Are they wearing it in regulation and are they, and are they wearing it correctly? Those are, the, those are the big questions that you should have as a supervisor or as a manager. The military uh, will always be a microcosm of what happens in the country. Amen. So, things that we test out in the military in weapons spheres mm-hmm. in medical spheres uh even in human relations spheres we test out we find what's successful and then we sell it to the civilian population they impact the private sector yeah so this is setting up the import the export of hatred from the military to the rest of the civilian sector that can say well if the military don't want your trans ass in there, I definitely don't want you down here at the Walmart. Okay, because if I get my coin from the military, or if I get a donation from the military, because I employed this many military fish, then you ain't helping me. I need my tax cut as a company. So if the Supreme Court is willing to uphold this, trash, uh, be prepared for it to get to Main Street very, very soon. I'm not here for it. Um, yeah, wait till it get warm outside. Look, I'm not March as the bottom. I'm not marching when it's cold, but you live like April 25th, get here. Sign me up. I'm making a poster. Yeah, I'm absolutely <laughs> not here for it. Um, and, and we should definitely be paying a lot more attention to our trans brothers and sisters um, while this is taking effect. Um, See that, what we can do online before we have to get down here to 1600. And identify who you can personally support in your own circles. Um, of these 15,000 service members, I know some of y'all know some of them. Oh, because this current shutdown, y'all had food banks, y'all had shelters, y'all had forgiveness programs on the credit cards. Y'all had everything. Okay, well, this 15,000 Americans impacted. What y'all gonna do now? And these are the troops that you also say you support. Mm, veterans. So, support the troops or don't support the troops. Don't say you support just the ones that look get like out the, Get out the way with this um, fraudulent mirage teeth. Don't don't just support the ones that uh, look masculine and, and are in combat arms. Because for every one combat arms, soldier, marine, seaman, um, there are 12 that support him or her. Amen. And those 12 are just as important because without them, that combat arms, soldier, seaman, or marine couldn't do their job. Sure can. They couldn't go like, to the front lines. I'm here in the front lines and I don't know what to do. And not have the ammunition to fight the enemy on the front lines because somebody in the support didn't provide it. Or have the food that would nourish them before they go out 
and take the food with them before they go out on missions. I heard MREs are nasty. Are MREs any good? Some of them can be okay. Okay. Um, but uh, but the food that I'm talking about is prepared in oh. dining facilities. Come on out. We had we had full fledged dining facilities all over Iraq where you can get. I've gotten better food at dining facilities than I have in some parts of America. Well, so shout out to Red Lobster. Uh, Chili. Oh, oh, we oh we had surf and turf on Fridays. Yep. Steak, lobster, shrimp. I miss the South because in the South we used to have like catfish Fridays down to the shop. Up here they just like we get crab soup uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Ugh, so y'all had soup left over from Tuesday, so y'all froze it and then unthawed it on. Th- okay. Yes. <laughs> um, and also bringing up the government shutdown while I'm dragging the government. Uh-oh. Uh The one thing that I am thankful for is the spike in the Pornhub usage and searches. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would like to claim responsibility for about half of that. So, thank you. Um, Friends of the show, Wadi G, reported some sad news, unfortunately, on his glisted.com blog. Um, he reported that one of the last remaining black gay clubs in the New York metropolitan area is closing. I thought they had a GoFundMe. They they do, but if they don't make the target... Oh, my God. Yeah, because I shared his link. Yeah, and that's why we're talking about it today, because we're going to post the comment in our description. If you would like to be a part of change and keep this historically black gay club alive in New York City, you can click the link, you can donate as little as you want, as much as you want, but this is one of the last black gay clubs in the whole northeast area. Because north of north of New York, ain't no black gay clubs. What's the name of this club? I didn't hear you. Langston's. Say. Langston's. All right. Langston's in Brooklyn. Langston's in Brooklyn is where um, I hosted my 20... I don't say how old are you. 26th or 27th birthday party. Oh, and so um, they were very, very, very kind to me. Um, I... I always had a good time anytime that i went to langston's um it is a bit far if you don't live in brooklyn if you like live in you know the manhattan harlem area you know sometimes they get to complaining about getting on the train for an hour like well come down to dc and see if you get on the train for an hour oh my god (laughs) did you get triggered yeah okay i was trying to be subtle about it (laughs) no it was not that was not subtle okay there was no subtlety to that um, but again, Langston's, um, one of the last black gay clubs in all of New York. Uh, shout out to Calvin and Eric, uh, the owners. We love you. Um, I definitely want to send y'all positive vibes and support because I know what it could be like to lose a baby. Like this is their baby. It's been their baby for decades. Um, and so there are really no other black you know, yeah. owned, owned. Play, owned yeah. places in New York left as far as clubs. I, I think there are like, there's a couple bars, uh, maybe a restaurant or two, something like that. But clubs, like we used to have, it was about 10 black owned clubs. Esqualitas. Well, that. Different. It was the brown girls. It was brown. That's a minority, yes. Um, oh, damn, you didn't even want to get a brown girls no love. Wow. I always get a brown girls love, but we're you talking do. about. Even wow. when they shit, you're like, okay, it's brown, but okay. Who's going to wash these sheets? Me. Oh, 
You don't, girl. You don't wash your sheets. Here we go. <laughs> Drag the bottom. See how the bottom. I was trying to have his back, then I got dragged. Here we go. As black LGBTQ plus Americans finding public social spaces where we feel totally included and celebrated are often challenging in many major cities as we see our nightlife staples close one by one due to gentrifications and the risings of rent and taxes of our favorite spots. Uh, that's that's the opening word that Wadi G wrote in Amen. regards to this. Amen. Uh, I'm like, and with the testimony? Yeah, that, and it is an actual, like, issue, um, not even just in the Northeast. Definitely here in D.C. as well. Amen. We've lost all kinds of black I don't owned. think the girls own nothing besides Bachelor Mill. Yes, Bachelor Mill is the last one. Um, but, okay, so go south of D.C., Virginia, nothing. You know these classy gays in DC. I'm not going. North Carolina, um, I there's one small one, and I think a white person owns Scorpions. Uh, Scorpios, yeah. Scorpios. I had a great time with Scorpios. Scorpios is fun, but I I think a white person owns it. Um, South Carolina, you got the hole in the wall colors that's owned by black people. Oh, I remember that club. Yeah. Um, and then you get to Florida, you got. A couple sprinkles in Tampa, and then like one sprinkle in Miami. Orlando, it's one in Orlando. It's in between What's, Tampa, Tampa and Orlando. Yeah, okay. The, the Savoy, um, and then that's it. That's the whole Eastern Ooh, Seaboard. Child. That's the whole. You know how many black people live live on the <laughs> black gay people live the on the South, whole the Eastern East. Seaboard, and we can't even go to a black owned respectable club, and we closing Langston's now. So please check out the link in our um, description description for the episode, and um, it yeah, will also have the support the girls the uh, commentary from YDG on G listed, um, and where you can go to help support uh, keeping Langston's open. Um, yeah, let's not get rid of Langston's. Um, the rapper Ozuna was implicated in Kevin Fred's murder. Uh, Kevin Fred is a rapper, a uh, Latino gay rapper that I talked about in Puerto Rico a couple episodes ago. That was murdered in cold blood in Puerto Rico. And um, Ozuna has been implicated in the murder as well as implicated in uh, gay porn as well. But the story was all about the gay porn that he was in. And not about him possibly killing a gay man. So I saw like seven problems there. Um, the first is definitely murder is a crime. Being gay and on film is not, not yet under this presidency, things could change. Um, but currently it is not a crime to be gay on film. It is not a crime to be jacking off in a solo video. It's not a crime to be in a threesome video. Um, with well, twelve some video or any of the, but these well, are the videos that they, 22 some. these are the videos that they found. That he was in. It was oh, okay. a, a, a jack off video and yeah. a threesome video. Okay. With Ace Rockwood at that. Oh. <laughs> so. He mm. was with the stars. He wasn't doing no load. But. And, and so that's why I was like, why has this been hidden so long? Okay. But anyway, it Real came. Events. <laughs> it came to it came to light. And so a lot of people that were oh, on Zona social. was in these videos. Yeah. And he then killed another girl 
for being gay, gay. according yeah. to the reports. Yeah, I said In implicated. I didn't say he actually did it. It's alleged. I don't know, but we don't know. What. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I know the, we talked about the guy, the Puerto Rican rapper who was murdered, but I didn't know that there was another rapper who did. It. Okay, so we found out who the. But that's did. yeah. A lot they of times in these circles, it's the same people that you run in these circles with that True end up team. killing you. That's why when the white girl's like, "Oh, a black man is coming to my community and murdered us," no, ma'am. It was Lynn who was up for a promotion and she didn't like that she was about to get Lee's secretary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm and not so, a secretary down there at your job. It's bitches who wanted your job. If I had to read the tea leaves, um, it would say to me that <laughs> Ooh, they the may leaves. have had some type of sexual relationship themselves. And Ozuna's gotten all this fame and notoriety recently. Uh-huh. He has been pretending to be fully heterosexual. Uh-huh. He can't have this gay boy come out Exposing him as you know, I can't, I can't expose you if it's already on the dot com forward slash. It's already on the apparently dot. he could because we didn't know the, about it. How, oh. long, how long was Ozuna standing next to Cardi B and nobody asked the question of whether know. he was bisexual? I don't know who this is, so I don't know. I don't, so he fooled me. Don't put me on the jury because I don't. He fooled me. Wow. <laughs> um, so again, like I said, the, the biggest crime in this is murder, Selena's. Manager killed her. Okay. Um, so if he was involved at any juncture of uh, this murder, mm-hmm. uh, cold blooded murder of Kevin Fred, he should definitely be held accountable. I don't care who his friends are, I don't care who he was rapping with, and that they got a, the number five single in the country for a couple days. I oh, give no fuck up. I don't care. I don't care if he killed somebody. Send his ass to jail with these motherfucking niggas colluding with Russia. They I all got Kamala go. Harris is the attorney general in their state. Well, or the, the district attorney, at least. No, they're in Puerto Rico. Kamala Harris. They're in Puerto Rico. All the way. Yeah. Okay. Kamala Harris is too strict. <laughs> and when she like this happy, y'all need her. <laughs> so. Uh, next, there was also a video that was circ- circulating around the internets. Uh, definitely on the Shade Room. The Shade Room had it posted as late as yesterday. I hadn't checked today to see if it was still posted. But it was about the young lady that was raped at Opera in Atlanta. They posted that? They did. The Shade Room, y'all could have told the whole story without posting the video. Confirmed. But maybe there are... But the video... Their audience is the target audience who needs to see it. And they still acted a fool. Oh, they still acted a fool all up, down, through, and around them goddamn comments. They were like, "Well, five minutes ago, she was turning up and having fun and dancing before she, she was drugged." <laughs> Basically, before the drug kicked in, and so the drug kicked in. The nigga took her somewhere else, and we don't know if she was knowingly trying to record or she was just like trying to pull out her phone, trying to call nine one one. That's that she friend. was on Instagram live. A she lot was on of Facebook. The night. She, or whatever it she was, was on Facebook, Facebook Live. Live a lot of the evening. Yeah, but she happened to also click on Facebook Live in the middle of the rape. Oh my god! I don't and so know. she was I don't saying, know. "I don't like this." She was saying, "No, no, help! Leave me alone!" All of this stuff in the video that you could audibly hear. You couldn't see like penetration, but you could mm-hmm. tell something was happening to her in the video I saw. Um, and. The issue that I have with everyone with with the affirming comments of the man of, well, you know, she was turned up, he was turned up, they was turned up, you know, stuff happened when you go to the club. 
rape is rape no matter what, what the situation. <laughs> if you oh put a God. drug in my drink unknowingly, I can still either say, <sighs> yeah, I want to have sex with you, or no, I don't want to have sex with you. I'm too high. At any capacity? Like, At any point. You could literally be about to put the head of your dick in. And I she has no. agreed all the way up to this point of the the head meeting the pussy lips. And then the minute... The second. Because you ain't got the pussy Well, seconds. yeah. It might not you got be, seconds. You got multi-seconds. You got... Many seconds. Yeah, milli. Milliseconds. If you I got time. No. You got time. Whatever time you, whatever time you want. You can still say no. You can say no. And he has to respect it. And he got to get the fuck up on away from you. And he can that, put the condom on. He can throw a little lube on top of the condom because he know you tight. And he could have spent $500 on these drinks tonight. I don't care. He could have rented a hotel. It don't matter what he did. He could have bought you lube, tin. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. Mariah Carey said on her last album, I said no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me say it one more time in Espanol. Oh, my gosh. No. It's the same thing. It's the same French. It's still no. It's still no. It's still a no. <laughs> and so this is not a funny topic, but it's funny how you niggas think that no still means yes or means maybe or because I did this for you or because you was turned up with me earlier and you told me you was going to no, give me some pussy. No. That no. you can't renege now. No. I can renege. Anyone can renege. No. On pussy and or dick as they feel comfortable. And this lady is no. no different. Yes, she was turned into the club. Yes, she was drinking. Yes, she was dancing. Yes, she was having a good time. Then the drug that you drugged her with kicked in and she no longer wanted to have a good a good time with she you. She couldn't guarantee that she was going to get shit on your dick. Oh, man. Because for me, I can't. Look, now, I'd be carefully manicuring this experience. Okay. <laughs> so, whew. Um... So that rape is is I'm absolutely not here for. I can't believe I'm not here for any rape, but I can't believe the shade room posted the actual video. Wow. Yep. Their audience is the target audience who needs to see the encounter so they can be and uh, incited to give a fuck. But wow, wow. There were people. There were people advocating that opera be closed because it happened at opera, and I was like. Because it happened at opera, it could have happened. It could have happened anywhere. Any it could have happened anywhere. Um, opera is not rape prone f- to be a club, according to things that we've seen. Well, yeah, I, well, I posted there. I, I've well, been I'm there. Like, we've been there for years. We've been going there for years. It's not. I'm. So. It's no different than a lot of other Atlanta clubs, except it being bigger than a lot. If he's doing it on the third Saturday of the month, he's not just. Saving all his um, date rape drugs for the third Saturday of the month. Um, next but his not least, unfortunately, um, I wish that I did not have this story to report on, but I have <sighs> to. Jesse Smollett was gay bashed last night in Chicago by white supremacists um, who shouted MAGA sayings and wore ski masks. And uh, poured bleach on him, tied a noose around his neck, and broke a couple of his ribs. Also all reported by Chicago's chief of police. Yeah, the Chicago Tribune, TMZ, the girls. So, some people were minimizing 
minimizing it and saying, you know, you never know who it could have been. He's trying to push a narrative that the MAGA people are like this. And I am busy. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm smart. That's that's. I am bi- I'm not even that I'm busy. I'm signed to Columbia Records. I got to keep up with Beyonce. I'm I'm signed to Fox. We compete. Oh, well, I don't know who they compete with on Fox. Star Star is a a valid show, but also co co produced by my producer. So not a real competition, but you know, I got things to do. I'm trying to sell records. I'm trying to sell a TV show. I'm I'm. Top 10 of my genre, at least. I don't have to compete with nobody for nothing. Attention for what? I'm out here in the... I'm out here all around the country saying Black Lives Matter, Gay Lives Matter, nominated and winning GLAAD Awards, Gentlemen's Foundation Awards for all of my work in the community. I am out here doing things. The Lord's work. Now, if I... Okay, I'm going to fault Josie Smollett. Security. Did Josie Smollett... I'm asking... I'm faulting, but I'm asking it in the same vein. I don't know what's the right word here. Did he not feel that he needed security where he goes? He, or he, was he... I? Uh, that's my question. I don't know. That the, the security concerns. Yes, there are security concerns. But this was outside of his apartment building. This was premeditated. He yeah. was targeted. So he lives in a very afflu- affluent area in Chicago where uh-huh. they it's tape just, Empire. They tape Empire, so you got to get a condo there. It's <laughs> this is an area where he can walk across the street to the bodega and walk back to his apartment. He without, walked across the street to the subway without security. Now, yeah. had he gone other parts of Chicago, he's had security before. Has he gone other parts in the country? He's had security before. His security probably would does- recommend if he lived in that neighborhood if they if security felt there was a threat. Yeah, or he know for himself. He been there since it's like season five of Empire. He he knows Chicago. Yeah, so that's why that's why I say no to that. It's not a it's not a full met a full issue that he uh-huh. didn't have security. Cause do any of us have security right outside our house? <sighs> you might have security at the club. You might have security at work. Nobody got security at home. Like you just walking to your door. Yeah. Anybody could be targeted like that. Any rich person could still be targeted yeah. like outside of Beyonce because Julius is on the clock. Yeah. Um But I don't think it was a, a I don't think it was a a security risk. I think it was they had figured out where and how to get him mm. when he would not have security. Mm. You don't have security sitting on your toilet in the bathroom. Uh-uh. They can come get you there. Oh, uh, he got a window in his shower. So yeah, absolutely. That's so like Wendy Williams always said, the killer has a plan. Yeah. And so if the killer really the killers in this case had a plan and God stopped it. Jesse Smollett not only fought himself out of the attack, but fought the attackers off too, and took himself to the emergency room on, to be treated. Self. Come on, his self. You have to try- jump there. First off, fuck all y'all. <laughs> um yeah, so so, so uh, security uh, I think is a, a moot point in this. Well, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I think I think the better point, uh, like we've talked about on previous episodes, is um, being aware of your surroundings at all times, even, even at if, two in the morning, even in front of your damn door, even if you've gotten all the way to your door and you put in the key in and it got to that second ridge. Do that second look back and see what's behind your back. Because in case you got to elbow a bitch, you need to be prepared. 
you are not fully safe until you got on the other side of your door, lock the motherfucking doors, put the chair next to the um, knob, mm-hmm. and then burn sage right in front of that bitch. Then you mostly safe. Um, but I do implore you guys, my audience, our audience, get you some mace. Get you a knife or even a gun if you absolutely have to. Mm. Because they have that. These attackers came with ropes and bleach. They didn't intend to just scar him. That's not no, I'm just going to scar him type of weapons. This is the type of weapons I'm going to hang this nigga up and burn him type of weapons. And so if they would do that to somebody that is as beloved as Jussie Smollett, they would do it to your ass because they hate you even more because you got less money, you got less influence, and you got less power. So get you a motherfucking weapon. And don't be afraid to walk around with it. Just know you can't go to the club. You can't go to the airport with it. But you just walk into the corner store. Um, I can remember as a child, my mother used to carry a butcher knife. A butcher knife. A lot of places that we went. To the store. To the school. To the library. To the movies. This is when you could take shit in the movies and nobody would check Haters, you don't know. Haters be everywhere. She would take... I remember at an early age... And and then I noticed the butcher knife was rusted, and I asked. I was like, "Well, why don't you just clean off the butcher knife?" And she and she said, "Cause these niggas deserve tetanus." <laughs> I was like, "The blood, the, the the blood." Oh, hallelujah! She left. She would keep this knife rusty rusted because it's poison. Now that I stabbed you with it, a whole nother level, Detroit. We can't, we are unmatched. TMZ says sources directly connected to Jesse tell TMZ the actor arrived in Chicago from New York late Monday, and around two a.m. he was hungry and went to a subway. I said, yeah. We're told when shortly after he walked out of his home, someone yelled, "Aren't you that faggot Empire nigga?" Wow. Um, and then two men, both white, wearing ski masks, viciously attacked Jesse as he fought back. But they beat him badly and fractured a rib. They put a rope around his neck, poured bleach on him, and as they left, yelled, This is mega country. Wow. So, with all that being said, the whole armor of God is not enough. You can put all your prayers up. Uh, but as as the Bible will tell the same people that believe in it, uh, faith without works is dead. Um, defense without an offense... It's not how you play this game. You want to play to win. And so these people are out here. They're very emboldened to say whatever the fuck they want to say to you. Do whatever the fuck they want to do to you. And they feel no repercussions of the I'm law. I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. And so you need to protect yourself. You you could be the next Beyonce out Don't here. be encouraging me to carry a blade. <laughs> I am encouraging that. <laughs> Woo! I am encouraging that, especially for Man, the most the airport chicken with a chicken. Well, like Jewel Santana. Well, that's just dumb. A loaded gun. Well, that's just dumb. That's that's two different things. Um, but I do encourage the most uh, visible of our population. When I say visible, outwardly, Fem. Vi- out yep, feminine, trans, trans. I do encourage because, um. The masculine part of our community is not in as much danger. Mm. They're still in danger because, you know, being out, talking about anything, 
you still are in danger. But I fear for more of the vulnerable of our community. And vulnerable, I don't say that in a negative connotation. It's perceived vulnerable because, girl, you still got me fucked up. Yeah, because vulnerable is a perception. Because My voice off, but you still got me fucked up. I'm not that girl. I've seen a drag queen toss a few niggas. (laughs) So they thought she was vulnerable. Perceived vulnerable. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So even if you perceive vulnerability and you got a black belt in Brazil... If a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you still a weapon. The girls I'm not, discount, I'm not discounting that. This wig threw him off in the boots. My pink boots. He's so southeast. Watch out. Coming yeah, super crib. bitch might be perceived as vulnerable until he gets the kicking and um, double dipping on your ass. And then you be sleep. Uh-oh. So, um, I don't say I vulnerable as a negative connotation. I just say it as what people may perceive you as. Mm-hmm. And so, if people may perceive you as... <laughs> Vulnerable because you five two, you a little film. You might be androgynous presenting. Um, they feel like they can take advantage of you, rob you, um, perceived. perceived. Yeah, they may perceive these things. <laughs> then they walk up on you. You got a a, fo- a a Glock in the back pocket. Okay. Very he so southeast. <laughs> and you got to serve combo out here. Yeah. Last but not least. Um, RuPaul's best friend race happened. Amen. Um, spoiler alert: If you uh, have not seen the episode by sure. now, I don't know what y'all have been doing. This shit came on Friday. Today is Tuesday. Y'all listening to it it's on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. I I don't know what you're doing with your life. You got to fix it. Look ahead of double shift, okay? Listen, okay. Well, I'm about to uh, speed it up for you. My fave has gone home, unfortunately. I don't know how we're gonna go on in this competition without Valentina. She said, look, in this coconut head of mine, when I conjure up a fantasy, it becomes my, my reality. <laughs> and I believe that. <laughs> I live. And I was like, oh, I definitely want to see more of this. Because that is, that's like, that's the cheat code to um, Life. self-awareness. Telling to- little gay boys to dream. Telling little gay boys to... Yeah, self-esteem. It. Yeah, esteem of your motherfucking self. If you I know how much it, self-esteem, we used to say it that. You know how much self-esteem you have to have to say, you know what? It's a fantasy, but it's my reality. In my in my reality, I didn't do the worst out here, even though other people think true. you did. True, no, she but didn't. My, I no. I said other people. I didn't think she. I did. thought that that's your favorite, so I be trying to throw shade a little taste. Well, fuck you and them <laughs> as well. Um, but in her fantasy, she didn't. Yeah. Imagine you going to work and being like, you know, in my fantasy, I just, I don't understand why I'm not getting this promotion. <laughs> when reality keep hitting me in the throat. <laughs> but that self-esteem can be rewarded in a lot of situations. Yeah. Like a lot of managers, supervisors. Remaining like, cheerful, well, remaining ambitious. Yeah. Because mm. a lot of times in, in certain work environments, it can be um, not the biggest morale booster to come into work every day and do it all the time. But when it's a girl in here, it's like, I know I'm in here doing the best. I'm slaying and I'm cute coming to work every day. Um, and I do a little modeling tip at the end when we clock in. Okay. Because none of the other girls are doing that. None of the girls were doing that. And now we're not going to see that no more. They're just going to walk in and <laughs> laugh and then accept the challenge. Ooh, girl. You got she man. So, oh, we don't say that no more. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, see, that's your friend. That's your friend that came up with that. My problematic fave. <laughs> yeah, your friend. Um. So now that my fave is gone, 
All right. I'm rooting for Manila to win. I was going to say, it's either Manila or Trinity for me. I do not. I, I do not. I do Rue not. Rue would probably give not. it to Manila just off Legacy Fish. But that's also the same reason why he brought Trinity there. Because Rude saw how Trinity was robbed in... We already have three white girls that with don't mean Rube blonde. will do it again. The, we already have three... And that's why I mean that's problematic face. I'm gonna revolt if we do this again. There in four seasons of All Stars, we can't find an All Star to win that's not a white girl with blonde hair. All of them got blonde hair. All of them are white. And were perceived less than their colored counterparts that were on the show. So Manila Luzon representing um, Eastern people of yeah. Asian descent, I would love to see her win. I hope you said that right because I don't want no comments. Like he did not say he did not represent her. Okay. She's I don't know. She's I don't know. She's from the East, which is Asia. She's Asian. Thank you guys so much for using our official hashtag here for it hive when discussing the um, show on the internet. Um, and don't forget that we are, seriously, your weekly colorful commentary on LGBT health and wellness with prep advocate and sex specialist at the Superman. Me. And um, culture blogger at Roland Matters. Y'all love how we gave this to y'all 3,000 minutes into the show. Um, this- that was you that forgot. <laughs> wow. Heteronormativity. Your masculinity overpowered me and it's the, no. the feminine energy on the show. I feel like I could not compete. So what? Except so now you can't compete on ninety six. The ninety sixth episode, the girls can't compete when they don't compare. <laughs> oh come on, um, Ice uh, Cash Dog, come on, you can't compete. You don't compare. Hey, shout out to Cash Dog because she's out here slaying these features bars, as of late. Bars. There can't be more than one female rapper. Okay, Detroit. Um, this week in social studies, Johns Hopkins is reporting that more people are dying annually. From hip C complications than HIV. Hepatitis C. Of course, you know, a lot of people are newly being diagnosed with HIV. And they are expected to live full lives when they stay in treatment. Hepatitis means inflammation of the liver caused by three different viruses. Hence, hep A, hep B, and hep C. And the chronic version, hep C, has no vaccine. But how do people get hepatitis? Because I saw, I saw that there was like, um, if you're doing heroin and you're cl- um, clicking in sharing the needles. Um, sharing needles. But what are some other ways people are getting hep C? So um, one of the myths is that a lot of people get hep C from direct sexual intercourse. And it would have to include blood. Blood. If And so not that that's out of the realm of possibility. Because some people like that. Because it's very much in the realm of realm possibility. But um, it can be a, a few things that are you would deem safe. I think it's nasty for me and my house. But what y'all do over in y'all house and hold this. Blood play. Piss play. Blood play. Well, well not, not even just that. Like, we saw Tamar sharing a toothbrush with... I mean, not Tamar. That was Portia. Same difference. Real Housewives of Atlanta. Same difference, really. Same education level. Just one can sink. Because we don't Porsche. Porsche anyway, flatline. 
Literally. Ooh. Um, the song and her music career. <laughs> Portia was sharing a toothbrush with her then fiance, and I called it out as disgusting when I saw it. But that is a way that Hep C can be transferred because brushing uh, those gums, brushing those gums that can be very loose with gingivitis because of also a secondary infection. Um, it's common with people with Hep C, and now you're transferring that blood from your from their uh, mouth. They can have to soft you. gums because yes. of, due to the Hep C. Yes. And if they brushing it hard, not even hard, look. just enough, just brushing it thoroughly, not even hard. You can be using a soft brush and then oh. be hitting the gums, but but because the gums are so soft and so sensitive and so degraded because your body is under attack, bleeds with a virus because Hep C is a and virus, and that blood is in the bristles of the toothbrush, then and now you put the shit off. in your mouth and brushing it into your own goddamn. We thought it was mucus cute. Membranes. We thought it was so cute. No, the fuck, we did not. I oh. said it was disgusting and nasty at the time because I know outside of Hep C, there's so much other shit you, you can transfer. You have a nursing degree. Don't be judging me. I don't have one. Also, do not share razors. You can do the same with razors. The Gillette. Yeah, any any shaving razor. Can I share it if it's a Gillette? Is G- Gillette safe? Or no. If it's, the... it's not brand specific. Oh. Razors. Things that cut hair that may Clippers, also... Clippers? Trimmers? Clippers are different. Um, trim... Clippers are different than trimmers. So a trimmer... You know, you just line your beard up with, uh-huh. or, or shape your beard up with, but you're not like cutting. Like a clipper, you cut to like line up, uh-huh. and that is a little more aggressive, a, and a dangerous because you're cutting and you may cut like Piercing to bleed. The skin. Okay. And then that same clipper, if not cleaned properly with barbicide, uh, can still carry the virus, and that's why it's extremely important to go to clean barbershops that clean the clippers in between. People to cut here. So you're charging me forty dollars for what? Hmm. For what? Possible exposure to hepatitis C. Um, <laughs> um, nail clippings also the same thing. Uh, your nails and finger beds can be extremely uh, weak and um, available to compromise when you got this sharp object cut in close. So to don't skin. share my nail clippers with my mm, man. No. What if like, I pour some peroxide or some alcohol on You can on clean the them. Yeah. You can alcohol clean I mean, them. Like, yeah, the clip. I mean, the... But get two. They're a dollar. His and hers. Oh. Oh, like faucets. All right. Um, other personal care items that may have come in contact with anyone's blood at any point in period of time. That's why you shouldn't be sharing fleets. Ooh. Shouldn't be sharing enemas, shower units. None of that. Anybody's personal items. Get your own personal item. Now, a hairbrush, you can't believe. Nobody's no, bleeding from a hairbrush. I don't say no. So, not I'm, we're not. I'm not advocating. You can't share a hairbrush. Don't be rude. But things that may have possibly pierced their skin and come in contact with their blood, mm-hmm. that you may then also reintroduce the virus to your bloodstream with. Those are the things that you want to stay away from. The World Health Organization reports that antiviral medications can cure more than 95% of persons, this, this is a quote, with hepatitis C infection, thereby reducing the risk of death from liver cancer and cirrhosis, complications of hep C, liver cancer and cirrhosis, but access to diagnosis and treatment is low. So the World Health Organization, the World Health Organization is saying that. Who? But America's Center for Disease Control says a total of 2,967 cases were reported in 2016, 
But they also admit, they did a little confession, semi-usher tease, that they do not have appropriate funding and due to the lack of resources encouraging people to get tested for hep C because there is a specific blood test, that they actually think that new diagnoses in 2016 was around 41,000 people. So the World Health Organization and has my a, question a bigger is, purview, that's why. If the CDC knows that they are missing 38,000 new diagnoses, why are they not investing into education and awareness for hep C? Now, hep A is cute, little 30, 60, possibly 90 day infection. Hep B, mm, it might get you. Hep C, oh girl, if you got hep C, then I mean, it's long term. But if they reported 2,000 cases, and they confessed that in actuality it might be 41,000 cases. Sorry, y'all. As where my text is going. <laughs> Again, I continue to say where my text is going. I'm a single person with one damn dependent. Me. We're going to build a wall. <laughs> Woo! <clears throat> um, so that will also cover sexual health this week as well. Um, but... In addition, like I'll continue to tell y'all for the past few weeks, I will not take my Jordans off of the neck of Ed Buck. Hey, we're back. He is still on city streets. There are still two black gay men that are dead with no real <sighs> conviction of the nigga that killed them. The person. Cause Edward Bernard Peter Buck. He just turned 65. He qualifies for Medicare. He looks all of 75. He also qualifies. He looks all of 75. And that's not he ages because for it's real. as well. We can start there. We really we really don't have to, have to go to a trial. We really can start at the cremation. From Steubenville, Ohio. What? Who? Ohio is already mm, home of the Buckeyes. But mm, home, home of convictions. Um, Ed Buck has get, still got to get the fuck up out of here. Um, the people that are still caping and supporting for him, Democrat or Republican, I don't care. Oh my God. And that can go to Hillary Clinton as well if she still wants to get in line for that. I can come up with some reads for that ass as well. How you doing? Uh, but Ed Buck has got to get the fuck out of here. Hashtag arrest Ed Buck is still a thing and it's going to continue to be a thing as long as he... Is if you are not tweeting streets. hashtag arrest Ed Buck at least one time during your week when you listen to this show, stop listening to this show. No shade, I don't need you I, I, because arrest Ed Buck. Two black gay men are dead, and we are two black gay men sitting here every week telling y'all, hey, can somebody at least tweet it so press mentions can go up? Somebody bring attention to it. Somebody care about me. I done died. I really seriously care more about you tweeting arrest Ed Buck than this podcast. Tweet arrest Ed Buck. Two black gay men are dead. Um, and so as we also talked about before, there was a great Woo! demonstration. I'm out- gonna get mad. <laughs> there was a great demonstration outside of his apartment building. Um, and the reporter standing outside talking about some. These activists are racist. No. We're deathists and lifeists. What? Are, what is? I don't know what the term is. We're protesting <laughs> a racist. What are you talking about? 
some white woman want to be Tommy Lauren's second cousin. So arrest her too. So next, outside of a protest, uh, we can we can uh, organize a ball with loud music and everything. Amen. And after every song, we we allow a speaker to talk about why Ed Buck would be arrested, should be arrested, needs to be arrested, gotta be arrested. Just an idea. Mm. What's the song for your soul? <clears throat> so the song for my soul is a very new song. All right, here we go. It just came out in the last 2424. No, in the last seven. Dancing with a stranger, no money, and Sam Smith. No. No, I'm sorry. Um, no money did her thing. Oh, look. Y'all give no money a, a, a mic and a light, okay? A mic and a... Okay, a video camera. It's a video. No money does her things. Okay. Y'all can have that as well. But you lived for the um his single from his last album. I live for a lot I'm of things. I'm way too good at goodbyes. Yes, I do. I live for a lot of things Sam Smith does. All right. Um, I haven't got around to that yet. <laughs> no shade, because it do be like... Bitch, I didn't even go up for this when it was a single. But now, three, four months later, I feel like I can relate to this. And it becomes a... That's true. I see that. So maybe I'll come around to it. Um, Right now, what I'm on right now. This is the category that we're on right now. Damn. And that fits with this song. All right. I'm still... I'm still here tonight. So I will make you come through the night. Yeah. Will you touch me? Will you go deep in me? Oh. I will in the sheets. I will, I will, I will. Oh, say it three times. She's a motherfucking international sensation. She's not your average showgirl. Allow Miss Taylor to sing the blues. Work this pussy. Work this pussy. Work, work, work this pussy. The video was everything. The video was everything. <laughs> and the song is also everything because I, I, can, he- I, can, hear, I can hear the song and remember the video. And that's not many videos. I can't think of many videos that I'm like, as soon as I hear the song, I'm going through the, the video and I'm like, oh, uh-huh. we on that part. Uh-huh. So the song is everything because the video gave me so much for the song. In the video, if you have not seen the video yet, please go check it out. You will get your whole life. Um, In the video, Tiana Taylor is giving us the things that Tiana Taylor... She does the things. Always gives. And again, this is not um, a video where she's using gay people as a token thing, as a prop. Like, gay people are very much the center of the video. Ball culture is very much... She's belong to a house, I want to say. If she's not a 007 right now, she's belong to a house. One of the the, the 007 girl was in the video. Yeah, she does things. Um, 007 means I don't belong to a house right now. But that one girl that was in the documentary, yeah. uh, she left the house and was in between houses, basically. But uh-huh. she was also killing girls at the balls. Literally killing them at the balls. <laughs> and that's also why she was double. They couldn't seven. deny her. <laughs> um, but this has the house representation that I want to see from mainstream yeah. artists. Tokyo Styles, Malone, Christopher, no matter how problematic. Um, a lot of the girls. A lot of the girls. And so I don't want to see nobody else embracing ball culture without doing it. To this level, this way. <laughs> to this level or better, because it's it's still like I can think of other things that she could have did. Yeah, like we could have had like an actual ball ball. Like, that was what they did. But there was, was a lot of other people in the that walked the ball that didn't make the video, 
And now that I had a question with, but it was also Tiana Taylor's, Taylor's video. video. That's what I'm so saying. So I'm like, um. But a ball ball would have had Tiana Taylor walking femme fatale yeah, it against another been my, girl. My one minute in my video, but also, dude. This could the be a record label, video. The record label is not going to understand that, and the record label is not going to put all that money into that. And Kanye was editing my album on the plane. So, child, <sighs> commitment to the product. <sighs> Lena Waithe was also present. Yeah, she was. And fine. Come on out. So, that was that on that. Um, I loved the Hood Cinderella story aspect mm-hmm. of it. That was very much a updated since the last time we saw Brandy pretending to be Cinderella. Um, oh. It was an updated Hood version. I lived for that. Um, I lived for the House of Petunia. Because Petunia is like an ongoing thing between... Yeah. Her and everyone around her in her camp. And I think it's funny. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, Iman Shumper was in the video. And so... So, House of... Uh, I'm telling you, my imaginary sister friend. And then Iman, my real hubby baby daddy. Alright. So, I didn't, I had the whole fantasy, the reality. I had all the things. See? That's what I'm saying. So, she made her fantasy reality <laughs> a music video out here right now to be consumed. <laughs> Um, but she need to put Iman in all the videos. We don't see him enough. He was also in the fade to fit or whatever it was called. Faded, yeah. Sure. But I mean, she's had a, view, a music video or two between then, and and we could afford to put Iman in all these videos. He's a prop. If anything, he should be the prop. So work this pussy by Tiana Taylor. The song for myself. There is an artist whose name is T. XS. I discovered her from because one of our Here for a Pod listeners, um, shout out to Forever Evolving, he tweeted her. No, he posted on his Instagram story um, a song called Lay Down by Her. So, um, Lay Down by TXS is very sweet lyrics, Jasmine Sullivan with the execution. And she was, um, her big, big break was by um, Rico Love. She was posted on Instagram, like, you know, her singing, her giving her all. And Rico Love said, you know what, bitch? I'm going to give you a little production deal. We're going to put out two or three things and we're going to see what we can do. And um, I really liked um, Lay Down. She was saying that um, five times I've called your phone. 3 a.m. and you're not at home. Got me thinking something's wrong. Got me starting to believe that you're better on your own. Ooh. Boy, you're going to lose somebody who loves you. Looking for somebody who doesn't. Um, lay down and stop running. Lay down and stop running. Lay down and stop running. Lay down. I said, oh, well, let me get my ass over here. And <laughs> lay down. <laughs> So shout out to TXS and her song Lay Down. The whole project is really good. So Forever Evolving, thank you for um, linking me to that because song for my soul. Absolutely. Um, questions. Listener questions. Send us your questions to hereforitpod at gmail.com or in the inbox where you can find us on social media. Anonymous, pay attention. You over there take some boys back. Tell him he can wait. We were going tonight. Um, Anonymous says, what are your thoughts and opinions on referring fellow LGBT community members for employment? Would you? Why or why not? 
I'm just gonna say I'm not a fan. He ain't close to me. On can't. I would say yes. Um, I think that we should always try to uplift each other, regardless of skill level. Um, an endorsement does not have to be a full throated endorsement. So, if I was to endorse a friend for a job. It would be a full-throated endorsement. Like, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to give you a 30-minute spiel of why this is the bad bitch that you need for your job. Gay Olympics episode. Y'all and heard him you, going up for the girls. And so, if you need me to write a letter as well on letterhead and sign it personally, scan it, and send it to you, that's a full-throated endorsement. Mm-hmm. And so, those people are people that you know are going to show up, mm-hmm. going to dress well for an interview, going to be on time to come to work. Gonna be consistent when they get to work and gonna do a good job. And those are people that deserve that. And oftentimes we don't do that for people around us the way that we should. That being said, um, there are other gay people around you that you can lend your professional voice to and coach and mentor them and then recommend them and say, hey. okay. I don't know what you did at your last job. I don't know why you got fired or why you're not working there no more, blah, blah, blah. But if there's something I can do to help another gay man, definitely another black gay man, get a job, then I will. I will say, yeah, I recommend um, Timothy Chalamet to come over here and get a job. Come on, Timothy. Um, You don't have to go through the lengths of a full-throated endorsement. You can just... He can put your name on the goddamn application as somebody that referred him and that might get his foot in the door ahead of his white counterparts that got family members that work at the organization that, oh, that's going to walk them right into the goddamn job. True. And so, can you do the bare minimum of allowing another black gay man or just a gay man to be referred by you to come into your organization whether they work out or not? Yes. If you are confident in your own work performance, you you don't have to like I said, give a full-throated endorsement and say, oh, this is the best bitch I've ever seen. You can just say, I refer him for the job. I was going to say, because you don't have to also say, like, well, who's the HR girl over there? Because I'm going to call her and leave her voicemail because she know me and I'm a I'm like, you don't have to do all that. Like, oh, my God. If you know Kimberly down to the HR, you know if the girl is over the, the station where they're actually going to be hiring, you know, because sometimes the HR girl don't know nobody. She's like... This is the 15th resume on my desk. The 15th job description on my desk. So I'm just trying to fulfill the job description as child Mayflower Limited is asking me to fill a position. So it can... Yeah, I agree with that. Um, G.I. Joe or Thundercats? I didn't know what that meant. You can go over to our Instagram where I answered it very live and direct to our questioner. Our Instagram is here for it pod on Instagram.com. All right now. Quincy from the Magicians, cause shout out to us, DM'd us on Instagram and said, "Question, need advice. Before my last relationship, I loved sex, and I would do it whenever, wherever, and with whoever I pleased. Go off. After the last relationship, all of that changed. Now I'm scared to have sex with strangers for fear of being robbed, killed, or catching something." Even though I take prep and I'm an advocate for condoms with people I don't know. That was in parentheses. Even though, I'm a, even though I take prep. How does one get over this or steps to 
take to reclaim our sexual freedom in the midst of today's climate? I don't think you need to remain vigilant. Just remain, remain vigilant. Well, vigilant is not making him happy. So he's writing a letter to say... So be vulnerable and susceptible? No. You can. You don't have to be either of those to be somebody that's actively having a sex life. Okay. Everybody that's actively I'm asking, ha- he's asking. We all asking out here. Everybody that's actively having a sex life does not consider themselves vulnerable. Actually having an active sex life... Take dick up the asshole, you have to be vulnerable. You come, you, you a lot be- of people that are having active sex lives... Do not consider themselves vulnerable. They consider themselves empowered. Amen. Um, Come on. So that's a stigma that we need to put to the back burner right now. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you can go back out here um, and want to have sex, but create parameters around where, when, and how you will have sex. And just like you're saying with your current level of vigilance, you're on prep. You are only using condoms, but not only you are most you are using condoms with people you don't know. So there are people that you do know that you can make a fuck body out of. That it, it can be a safe situation where you know he might only be fucking you and one other girl, and you know you sucking dick with no condom. Yeah, you you can reduce your risk, um, and still have a healthy sex life at the same time. I'm not saying go to the gangbang and get fucked by 10 niggas to feel empowered. If that's your feeling of empowerment, go for it. Call me. Where the party is. You scary. Shut up. <laughs> um, but you can empower yourself with the knowledge of I'm out here having um, the, the most protected sex that I would like to have. I'm having sex as often as I would like to have it with the people that I would like to have it with. I don't have to have sex with random strangers. I can pick two niggas that I fucked in the last two years that I feel comfortable with and be like, okay, nigga, you are Tuesday. Other nigga, you are Friday. I'm good. I just masturbate in between. Yeah. So figure out whatever is um, the most empowering to you without cutting yourself off. Because cutting yourself off is only going to set you up to binge. You can look at diets at the beginning of the year. Well, we on day 29 of the okay. year and a whole bunch of niggas that fell off the gym and fell off them diets already. So you do not want to put yourself on a dick diet or an ass diet that you can't keep up. And my thing is, why do you feel ashamed that you know all of these things about sex and all of these risks about sex? Um, I find I personally find that like knowing um, that you could be exposed to this by doing this or you could... Um, put yourself more at risk for this if you do this. I find those things empowering because many people, when they are newly infected with all of these things, like, well, I didn't know. I didn't know. Nobody ever discussed this in my community. And just as a girl with who talks about this all the time, every week, um, I do get a little bit. I do take it a, a little bit to the, the ego. But... Um, we talk about this all the time, every week, because we want you guys to be empowered with information and knowledge. You Having the information, I'm not going over there. First of all, if I go over there and spend $25 in gas tonight, I ain't going to have the rest of my lunch money, and then Netflix will come out of my account, and then Hulu going to come out of my account, and I'm just going to be struggling with $3 for lunch. And sometimes knowing that that $25 in gas ain't worth it saves you to <laughs> chat. Be a, that that's information to be empowered with 
from my perspective. And you can just start hosting from here on out. <laughs> Put that on your profile. You. I host only. And you got to take your shoes off. Yeah. And, and your things got to be clean when you walk in the door. No, you cannot go take my, take a shower. Oh, my gosh. They take a shower when I get their stuff. Is I keep hearing that. I've been through that. <laughs> like, nigga, yeah. shower when you get there. Flee and take a shower. Is your water off? Oh, uh, he might be furloughed. Anyway, um, still gonna get that dick though. <laughs> this week, I am slightly here for it. Okay, Angela Bassett, I'm here for it. She kindly oh. read. The, I don't know if it was at the Critics' Choice, the um, SAG. You know, she's doing her rounds, her Black Panther rounds for the awards things, and she said, um. She slightly read the girl who won in 1994 over her for what's love got to do with it, her portrayal of Tina Turner. And this is what she had to say. Oh, yeah. Is there a specific, was it what's love? It was, yeah, yeah, absolutely. She was snubbed. Holly Hunter. Who was that? <laughs> for the, for the piano. piano. Oh, white okay. redhead. Mm-hmm. Playing a mute. <laughs> Oops. I'm singing and dancing in. Fabulous, but let me tell you that dancing, that body, that emotional, that whatever. I, I just mm, yeah, she, called on a lot. Yeah, seeing the turn required a lot out of me. Y'all gave the Oscar to a mute. Oh, <laughs> this because I'm black. Um, and secondly, I'm absolutely not here for Atlanta this week. Um, one of the activists, the former president of Impulse Group DC, Devin Barrington Ward. He posted at like 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. Oh, shit. He was like... I needed a press release for you did this. I don't know what this Oh, was no. On. You don't have to... No, he's the former president of Impulse. You don't have to respond to anything he said. He posted like 12, 1 o'clock. Um, I'm trying to find some um, shelter for these black trans girls who are out here in these streets. And um, y'all have millions of dollars to put behind the Super Bowl, but y'all don't have any money to put behind your homeless um, community out here. Down to the Atlanta. And then six hours later, he posted on Facebook, update, the folks at Living Room. So I think Living Room is a shelter or organization in a living room. We're able to get the women I referred in the earliest status housed for the night before the snow tomorrow. Feeling grateful, yet still triggered by the lack of resources for people and housing providers like the living room. All these millions being spent on a game, and we have to struggle to find housing for folks who have fallen on hard times. Atlanta, you have got to do better. Giving thanks, thanks for giving me hope today, Jerome Brooks. So maybe Jerome Brooks is the person who connected him to the living room, who found housing for the trans community, the trans people. Atlanta has struggled openly on my Facebook statuses for years. Years. I started RonaldMatters.com in 2010. Atlanta has been was struggling before that. And millennials like myself, like Daniel Driffin, who spoke at the DNC um conference for Hillary Clinton. Shout out to Daniel Driffin. Um activists like us have continued to say, Atlanta, do better, be better. Atlanta has spent seven hundred eighteen million dollars on a football game for one day. They built a whole new Mercedes-Benz Stadium 
because it was projected in four years that Atlanta would be the host of the Super Bowl. Yet, Atlanta cannot find efficient transportation for people who do not have cars. Atlanta cannot find, um, for people who do have cars, fill the potholes up. So, driving a car feels like a luxury in this city. And for people who are homeless, I was looking on Twitter earlier today. It says, if a homeless person asks you for $10 for parking your car in that area, give that homeless person $10. What are the homeless people doing? I don't even know. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. They're protecting your car. <clears throat> so, a lot of times, if you just park your car in a random-ass neighborhood, you ain't never been over here before. This homeless person lives over here. Bruh, they know the away, corners. Get away from these cars. Oh, wow. They're yeah. very drug dealery. It's not drug dealery. I mean, just, I'm trying to... Thinking something I can relate to. They're they're, protecting they're using a skill. The area. They're using a skill set in the vein of security. And I know this area. You give me ten dollars, I'm gonna watch your car. I know you're gonna be in the game for six, seven hours. I ain't got nowhere to go, nowhere else to be. I'll be here watching the cars. Yeah. And so nobody gonna break into your car and steal your shit. Because they nobody at gonna least steal have a car. knife when they come when well, somebody or something comes to try to break in or take or something it's you know i don't know specific for different homeless but people. on twitter it but, was saying if a homeless person says give me ten dollars for park your car here you give the person ten dollars i it's never happened to me where i gave a homeless person ten dollars five dollars or whatever they asked and i didn't come back and my shit was safe it, it, no it, where it wasn't safe yeah it was always safe because they were there watching they were there keeping other homeless people from Stealing out your car, yeah. keeping the robbers away. Say, hey, oh no, bro, this is my street, just my corner. I, I got, I'm watching this. I'm gonna have to pop you, you if you do something. You or reputation, because <laughs> you are here homeless with me. So. You want? Do you want a turf war? Oh my god. Okay, I don't know about all that, but I saw that on Twitter. The homeless part would park your car over here, and the homeless person asks for ten dollars. Give the homeless person the ten dollars. So seven hundred eighteen million dollars on a three four out four hour game, um for. Two teams that we already know the New England Patriots are slated to win because America's rooted for the Rams, but I don't watch football. I think the money should be invested in education. Atlanta people are on the internet saying that y'all should give this money to a better um, transit system in the city. Y'all could give it to the homeless people of the city. And just as people who live in Atlanta, black gay men, as we reported, a thousand bajillion times have more expendable dollars than people who are married and have three kids. The black gay community has so much money and we have so much power. How could Atlanta girls let them give $718 million for a football game? I'm not here for it. Well, shockingly, I'm absolutely here for something this week. Um, It is in support of um, the article that we're posting we talked about posting earlier uh, from glisted.com. Hornet.com uh, picked up the story uh, a couple weeks before. Uh, it was announced that Langston's was basically crowd surfing to keep its doors open. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hornet article is called What the Fuck is Killing Gay Bars and Is It Our Own Fault? Written yes. by Daniel Villarreal. So, I will say 50-50. The first 50% is the all-encompassing, will continue to encompass us as long as we allow it, gentrification. Brooklyn, as a target study, has become so fucking gentrified. I can see the differences, and I don't even go to Brooklyn that much. The community that used to go to Langston's is not in Brooklyn anymore. 
but they're not in Brooklyn anymore because they can't afford to live in Brooklyn no more. Uh oh, the truth jumped out. <laughs> that's that, but that's that's the reason. That's the truth. And so they'll go to Washington Heights, they'll go to Bed Stuy, but um, living in Brooklyn directly is becoming expensive. I had a friend that lived um, in a gorgeous brownstone uh, in Brooklyn, and he don't live there no more. Uh-oh. Safe to say. And it's not because he's not coined. Because he's coined, he had a book come out this past summer. Uh-oh. Um, speaking across the country still. But they had to sell the brownstone because the price was going up. The taxes was too much for the area. Nothing is um, And so the Hornet article um, also pointed out gentrification. But the other 50% that I would like to note and um, I think is more also responsible is... The result of LGBT people moving out of neighborhoods, mm-hmm. uh, thus away from the gay bars that are in the neighborhoods, uh-huh. the gay bars and clubs, um, and into larger suburbs. In their place come straight residents and Gross. mainstream non-LGBTQ businesses. In his book, "There Goes the Neighborhood," sociologist Amin Ganzani says the number of gay men living in gay enclaves across America declined 8.1% from 2004 to 2014. Oh. So we are, we used to have this community of, we live here. This reminds me, I'm moved. We can walk over here, we can kiss our man over here, we can hold hands over here, we can go to the gay club, you know we can man. go um, uh-uh. fuck around the corner. This is our hood. But now we have started to desegregate and move on out to the suburbs because we got a little money and we a little more affluent. We don't have to stay around all the gays and we adopt the kids now. I got my bachelorette's um, degree. And so nowadays, 87% of gay couples live in mixed neighborhoods where gay and straight people live next door to one another, according to a 2012 study done by Amy Spring. So imagine that. 87% of the actual couples in the gay society don't even live in neighborhoods. Craving assimilation, heteronormativity. Um, you said it, not me. A little bit. Because um, so you said heteronormativity was gross earlier. but It is. Um, and so that leaves only 13% of couples that live in gay enclaves or neighborhoods. Um, the study did not measure how many single ones do, because I imagine off the charts. Um, but that coupled with gentrification is the the reasons why we have a decrease in our own community clubs, which can be called community centers, really. Because when you think about community centers in straight neighborhoods, the community center in my current neighborhood, very straight. Yeah. Very straight. But they still have music. They still have game nights. They still have movie nights. They still have something going on on Friday, something going on on Saturday, where you can just go and be around people in your neighborhood. And in the neighborhoods those numbers, those places are diminishing. So it's a great article written on Hornet.com. Um, like I said, it's called What the Fuck is Killing Our Gay Bars and Is It Our Own Fault? And I say 50-50. I'm absolutely here for the study. So it has come to our other favorite part of the show. Oh, mine is leaking. Don't look on the AC adapter. Um... It's our last call. Oh, right now. So, if you have uh, liquor or... Um... Oh, this sneeze trying to come out. Okay, I'm trying to hide it. Oh, God. 
or a smoothie extract that you would like to take Come a on, shot. Smoothie King. Take a shot of with us. Please do so. Monty Lopez, the president of the Memphis Association of Black Journalists, will be discussing clickbait crime on 88.5 FM today, January the 30th at 5 p.m. The question is, what responsibility does the local news have in crime coverage in a 69% black city? Plus, they will be discussing its impact on perceptions of class, education, and local culture. So listen wherever you can, 88.5 FM in Memphis. So open your iHeartRadio or if you use another program like that. I think the conversation is amazing to be had. Um, and especially um, by the president of a black journalist association of color who also identifies as gay and HIV positive. Because you know, um, the criminalization of HIV is a thing. The criminalization of being a black man is a thing. An undereducated black man making the top news story. If it bleeds, it leads. When I was sitting in class, if it bleeds, it leads. And they will be discussing what is the role of local news in a city that is Memphis, 69% black. And a lot of these neighborhoods are majority black. A lot of these legislators are majority white. And we are being perceived as trash. Misrepresented. So shout out to the Memphis Association of Black Journalists and shout out to Monty Lopez for leading this charge in this conversation. I'm definitely going up for this and that's my last call. Work this pussy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my last call is to the R&B legend James Ingram who has gone on to be with the Lord. He's worked with such greats as Michael Jackson, Michael the Jackson because... Don't him, don't get him confused. That documentary came out this weekend. I'll get around to it, but he's still Michael the Jackson. I'm right now because I mean, like compared to the other Jacksons, he's Michael the Jackson. Um, Quincy Jones and Linda Ronstadt. Uh, he had been suffering from brain cancer and now no longer has to suffer. Um, so for that, I am thankful for him. Um, uh, seeing anyone have having to suffer from brain cancer is just. A mountain too tall. Uh, Baby Come to Me um, and Just Once were some of my favorite songs that he wrote, produced, um, got the other girls to come on to the song and help on the song when they needed to, sometimes not. Um, But if you want to look up an amazing R&B catalog, look up James Ingram's catalog. He also song wrote for a lot of the girls. Anybody starting from like 1981 until like 1993. Oh. Song wrote. Yes. Wendy Houston. Yes. Mariah Carey. Song wrote. So, uh, we did lose the R&B legend today. It did get lost in the headlines because of so much shit going on in the world. Um, but I definitely want to remember him here because he had such great music and he did um, contribute a lot to music and a lot to our faves from the time period. So rest in peace, rest in power, James Ingram.
That is this week's episode of Here Forward Podcast. Make sure you are following the show on the internet at Here Forward Pod and HereForwardPod.com. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me, girl. Sis, ma. On the internet at Ronald Matters. And of course, RonaldMatters.com. My name is Patreon. And you can follow oh. me over at Patreon.com slash HereForwardPod. Where you can get all kinds of bonus content that we record and only release to one audience. I was looking at some of this stuff. I was like, I don't remember recording this. Our Patreon audience. Talkative so, Tops. Yeah. Um, Would You Rather. Mm-hmm. R9. We talked about the Rihanna. Black Keys, White Holes. We talked about Max Connor and how he makes us feel. Um, okay. The balls. Jill mm-hmm. Scott was on something on with the balls and we was power to the penis. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. And our most recent one today um was involving um the queen, the queen. Beyonce. And when we fell in love with Beyonce. So if you would like to know the moment that we fell in love with Beyonce and see if and see if you also fell in love at the same time. Oh. Get over to our Patreon right the fuck now. This is our episode. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.